0: You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young.
1: Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast, powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with a good friend of mine uh, who is a CEO, and they most recently just celebrated their their five-year anniversary. But we're talking about Red Dynamics. Now, let's talk a little bit about North Carolina and Charlotte, and specifically, you know, our state tried to get to get past its textile tobacco uh, economies for a while. And, and a lot of people would say, you know, the research triangle is really being a hub for tech, technology. But Charlotte has really, really made a big stride in the last, I would say, five to seven years to to prove that it's not only about banks, right? Those ideas, let's just call them fintech. You know, those are some things that I think Charlotte could obviously dominate in. And we always tell Raleigh, you better watch out because we're right behind you. But Forbes called Charlotte the best metro for growth in STEM jobs. Uh, uh, Complia called us number one tech town. So you look at Red Ventures, Microsoft. Um, Avid Exchange, you know, even homegrown Lowe's that have a lot, a lot of tech opportunities there. But we also have a, a huge industry that's not being talked about a lot, and that's manufacturing. You think about how many manufacturing organizations are in and around Charlotte. Let's just look at the overall region and it's expanding and you're having huge companies come in well, what do those people need? They need talent. They need engineers. They need people from the tech space. And Reed has uh, has really taken that demand and created an organization to find the best talent to do that. Uh, as a, a former employee of Reed being on his specific team, I know firsthand what it's like to work for him. And he's a great guy and he's built a great organization. And we're really excited to learn more about Red Dynamics uh, and really congratulations on five years. But where are you guys going Thank next you. and what do you see for the Charlotte region? So welcome Reed Gaskin to the Brand Builders Podcast. Thanks, Brian. Um, apparently, as your as your former boss, I didn't take advantage of all your talents appropriately. Uh, as
0: oh, you didn't know talk, <laughs> dude. What did you have a headset on the whole time? I guess uh, I guess I knew he could talk. I, I should have gotten into the podcasting game uh, when I had the chance with him. Um, but no, I appreciate the intro. That was great. Uh, yeah, we you know, as you said, the the manufacturing industry as a whole and its representation in Charlotte is somehow lesser known or thought of as a. Uh, financial hub uh, for sure and uh, what's what's interesting is the combination of elements I think that have led to being such a prominent uh, player in the manufacturing game Uh, obviously in North and South Carolina areas around Charlotte there's just a ton of still vacant still uh, rather inexpensive land uh, it's key for building some of these larger facilities and uh, you combine that uh, the proximity that that land is located to the city itself, and the access to the financial institutions right here, uh, that gives them opportunity to to grow, expand, et cetera, uh, has really kind of created a perfect storm for uh, the the Charlotte Greater Charlotte region, I guess, if you will, to expand uh, that manufacturing presence, and you're still seeing it to this day. Um, and I think, I think, and certainly hope that it'll uh, it'll continue to head in a very positive direction, um, and, and certainly you're seeing other industries feed off that as well. You mentioned Red Ventures as one. They've got a huge campus that's located now, I think in what, Fort Mill, if I'm not mistaken? Uh-
2: Anyway, another area with cheap land. land where they need yeah. a
0: really large facility. Yeah. And so um, you, you can kind of see that trend and how it's playing out in Charlotte. And, and it's certainly uh, helped our growth and, and economy as a whole. And it's great to kind of have uh, an access to a little piece of that pie.
2: And has helped our company continue to grow and have some success over the last several years. So banking, technology, manufacturing, energy, all those big industries here in Charlotte now, as Brian mentioned, not just known as banking anymore. How do you help with that? What what's your role in? Yeah, so the good thing about being
0: a small company is hopefully that can continue to evolve over time as well. But the I guess the roots of, of Red Dynamics we were originally founded in order to primarily serve the manufacturing industry uh, in and around the Charlotte area. Uh, there's just a huge need for it, a huge market, and um, I had been working for a previous company uh, doing similar work and. The more I looked at it and and looked at the competition, specifically in the engineering game, if you will, um, I noticed that there was really a lack of people that were focusing specifically on that area. Uh, A lot of people, uh, almost all firms that are out there getting involved in IT, Um, accounting and finance had been big for obvious reasons, as we just discussed with uh, Charlotte being such a financial hub. But uh, somehow we have this huge manufacturing market that's being underrepresented at a professional level. Uh, that level above the production level, folks, where you have these, this dire need for ta- talented engineers and operations management and strategic leadership professionals uh, that had kind of gone um, underserved, I guess. And so that was kind of the niche that we were looking to, to attack and, and represent. And, um, you know, we're still working on our branding and growth in order to uh, build our client base and, and represent that market the best we can.
1: So what was the biggest challenge when you went from an established organization that already had the marketing spin, that had great talent there, um, and then jumping off and now you're going to have to start a business by yourself. You're going to have to get yourself out there. But ultimately, you're really segmenting yourself into one specific industry. And I'll bet you there's a lot of people that said, you shouldn't do that, man. You should kind of take jobs when you get them, create the relationship. But you stayed in your lane and you said, I'm going to build up the best talent from an engineering standpoint. And if I focus on manufacturing and I have the best talent... They're going to come to me eventually, right? Because you're going to be able to have those relationships. Tell us what it was like to start a business from scratch and really kind of build that up. And what have the last five years been like? Um, yeah, well, there's a lot, lot there. Uh,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> right out of the gate when you're starting a business, um, you know, I think the easy thing is it was really scary, but it's actually not true. It was actually just really exciting and really fun. Um, you know, you have all the optimism in the world. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be doing it, I guess. <laughs> um, so it's just all the what ifs and, you know, fake money that you're going to make, calculation situations. <laughs> and Yeah, if I do this, we're going to kill it. And so, um, you know, there's a certain, I guess, naivety that goes <laughs> into to that. But um, but th- that first stage is, is really fun and really exciting. And I think it's what gives you the momentum to, to really kind of jump on and, and attack whatever it is that you're doing and focusing on. And in this case... Uh, we wanted to stay very focused on that uh, that engineering, uh, you know, technical niche within the manufacturing space. Um, you know, I think after that kind of initial wave of uh, yeah, almost a honeymoon phase, if you will, kind of wears off, <laughs> you realize that man, this thing is a real grind. And uh, particularly, you know, in the industry that that we're in, uh, the, the recruiting, headhunting, staffing industry, uh, there's a ton of competition, and it's really difficult to separate yourself. And the only real way to do that is the, the proof and the work when given the opportunity and found quickly that the difficult part is getting that opportunity to begin with. And we found anytime we can get over that hump and give someone to give us a chance uh, time and time again, we've proven ourselves to uh, you know be at least at the top tier, if not above the rest in what we do. And so having that confidence in that you're genuinely good at what you're doing makes it easier to stay in that lane. Uh, and not venture outside of it into something that's maybe lesser known, and so I think staying staying the course was uh, easy in that regard. And uh, then you know it's just a matter of trying to to build up the business whatever way you can. And so the, you know those first nine months uh, you know get right to the brink there, and it was a little bit scary at times, and, and you're not sure if it's going to work out. But um, but we were fortunate enough to to make it work and kind of got over that that scary initial wave. And and ever since then it's been a really uh, you know fun ride. Um, to to kind of figuring this thing out and getting more and more comfortable with who we are and what we're doing. And, um, you know, it's gotten us to kind of where we are today, uh, where we're going to be looking at expanding into uh, other markets outside of kind of that engineering vein and working with companies outside of the, the manufacturing realm as we realize that, you know, what we're doing um, doesn't necessarily need to be industry specific. What we've become are just really, really good hide hunters for uh, folks that need positions filled that are tough to fill and have specific technical requirements, um, you know, what those technical requirements are are less important than the ability to sort through and, and find the right people, the right personalities, the right fit with uh, whoever you're partnering with. So that's kind of the, the next phase that we're, we're sort of entering into now. I don't know if I was supposed to go to that part. No, so you're fine. Yeah, if and that no, was a question
2: that you're gonna. No, to ask that's perfect. <laughs> no, and wow, I, you I, I did wanna... a great job answering five questions yeah. in one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just testing you. here early, All right? I'm just, <laughs>
1: I'll, 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 sl- I'll slow down. All right, I'll slow down here. Um, I mean, I'm clearly, I'm handling it. Yeah, you're killing it. it. The um, <laughs> one thing I want to talk about is, is so I, my in my previous life, I was in this industry. I recruited engineers. I know the perception of recruiting. I know the perception of headhunters. I know the perception of. There's a lot of bad ones out there, right? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes headhunting companies uh, like yourself get a bad rap and it's like, oh my God, like why do they need them? Or it's an organization that doesn't do the right job, doesn't create relationships. Like what differentiates Red Dynamics from anybody else and why should companies partner up with you, not only from the relationship standpoint, but to be able to get them the best talent that will stay there. Like tell us the story, like what makes R- Red Dynamics like the quote unquote, the shit. <laughs> um,
0: Man, uh, well, I think you know one thing that I really, really try to stress to to the team is uh, in regards to our business. I, I think. Unpacking this a little bit, one at a time here. So yes, we there's definitely I think with all industries to, to some degree, uh, there's you know, the bad apples out there that Absolutely. are gonna have uh, bad experiences with potential clients that you want to work with, and then unfortunately, if you're the next guy knocking on the door, they're like, oh god, another one of these recruiters again, and you know we deal with that. Uh, I think most industries kind of have to to some degree, um, and ours is no different. Um, but I, you know I think one thing about our business that is really unique is i hope this doesn't sound too uh too crass i guess but you're essentially kind of selling a product that can at the end of the day decide not to be sold and um you know you can't be a, a car salesman and you know got this fire red honda accord that uh somebody's <laughs> just super excited about with a six spoiler on the back and they want to take sick. that baby off the lot yes yeah absolutely and uh and and then at the, at the last minute that that Fire red Honda Accords, like, yeah, I don't like that guy. I'm good. I'm just going to sit here. Uh, so it gives us a unique challenge. We can have a client fully on board, um, but it's a very much a two way street. And so I think that dynamic actually uh, can create a lot of really frustrating situations, certainly for us, for our clients. And uh, so for me, one of the things aside from being good at, at finding talent, assessing that talent, and getting it in front of the right uh, the folks and, and companies, is trying to make the process as enjoyable as possible. Um, I, you know, I think in general you're seeing uh, as I guess this next wave or next generation of younger professionals is coming into the market. That you're seeing a lot of people that are trying to mix you know business with fun a little bit more. And you know we're 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 no different. That's what we're trying trying to do a little bit. But maybe bringing it into an industry that can often be a little bit more. Stale and, and buttoned up at times, um, but such as, since it's such an imperfect science and, and the results, you know, you can get thrown loops and uh, curveballs left and right. Um, I, I find that the best way to kind of deal with all that is maybe a little bit of levity throughout the process. Of course, you know, have to maintain professionalism and do what your job is at its core very well. Um, but man, when there's things that are out of your control, uh, let's try not to beat each other's throats and beat each other up about it. Uh, and, and so I think that's one thing that we really try to harp on to make the experience itself
2: uh, better when working with our clients. I would assume that Charlotte and its growth and its popularity and its coolness and all of that help you recruit people here, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you use Charlotte in the area as part of your pitch. I mean, what do you say to these people that are out of town to entice them to come here and take this job? I mean, absolutely, man. I've got a got a broken record pitch on that one. Like, huh.
0: I, <laughs> I mean, Charlotte's a great area. It's you know, none of it, none of it's none of it's bullshit at all. I, I love it here. I've been here all my life, so that one comes naturally. But um, I'm sure you've you've heard it before. I know Brian's. I've heard Brian say it a thousand times before working for me in the past. But you know, Charlotte happens to be three and a half hours from the beach and two hours from the mountains. It's a perfect middle ground. There's a lake north of Charlotte and a lake south of Charlotte. Just a great, great area. We've got you know the airport uh, <laughs> yeah international right. airport get you everywhere very centrally located on the east coast um the funny thing is all these things are very true it's mm-hmm. uh, it's an awesome awesome place to be uh from for all those reasons and then you look at charlotte culturally it's just become a really exciting place and it's changing so quickly in what i think such a positive way there's so much fun stuff to do no matter whether you're like uh in and i guess brian I's boat where you're kind of a new parent and you've got little kids and Plenty to do to entertain them while keeping yourself entertained as well. Um, Or, you know, if you're a young professional, kind of figuring out your way, um, coming through your mid to late 20s. uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's like a thousand breweries in
2: Charlotte now (laughs) that people seem to really enjoy. We're aware. We We just had one of them on earlier. Oh, okay. Little James Brewery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but those those are a ton of fun, too. So, you know, it's not a tough place to sell at all. Um, I think the only part maybe I left out is we get all four seasons. That's a good one I throw in there a lot. Actually, we get year. two these yeah. days. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Well, that used to be like yeah. two days. Yeah, until all the global warming stuff really yeah. set in this yeah. last year. Um, uh, it had been a we some went point, from yeah. one ten to. Uh 20. Yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Maybe that's why I forget to bring it up anymore. It's not true anymore. It just used to be part of my pitch.
1: So uh, in, in this industry, um, and I think I want to talk a little bit more about what your culture is. And you guys have a really awesome um, office building and an office environment where you, you have a basketball goal and you have, a, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but you have beers on tap, which is awesome. <laughs> um, it's a really cool open environment, but it's right behind Sycamore Brewery, so you can go there as well. But, you know, I think culture plays a really important role specifically in the recruiting space. And, and you look at recruiting companies and I think a lot of the issues that they run into is turnover. It's a young person's game. Uh, and someone will work with an organization, then a year later they're gone. Uh, and, and I think that creates a lot of animosity and creates a lot of, you know, ne- maybe not negative reviews per se, but negative perception of the business. So there's not people that are building those long term relationships. You really haven't had that problem at all. And you seem to have been able to build a team that is solid, that is true to you, that wants to stay there. How did you do that? And, and what is your culture like, you know, at Red Dynamics? Yeah, well, uh, you know, it, it, in order to kind of stay true to who we are, I referenced trying
0: to be enjoyable, and um, kind of one of our focuses with our clients. Well, it's going to be tough to do that if you're in some really crappy office <laughs> environment that uh, has no natural light and you're sitting in a cube. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I want us to have fun with what we're doing. Um, it, you know, it's cliche, but the work life balance thing, you know, I, I want to be, I want to be somewhere. I want to be on a daily basis. I'm spending eight hours a day there, five days a week, you know, at least. And so I think having a fun environment that not only I want to be, but, uh, but the people that, that work there, uh, want to be as well is really key in order to maintaining a team and retaining, um, retaining talent, um, internally there's lots of other places you can go and recruit Uh, and so what's going to separate your company from others and and for me I really wanted to have that cool physical space to be in so yeah we've got a pretty much full-size basketball goal it's actually at nine feet um i did that specifically so i could dunk <laughs> but why not he's got up too, yeah God. too bad i did it five years ago and i can't dunk anymore <laughs> i need to get that thing lower it down eight lower six down. starting to sound a little better but starting uh, to shrink yeah but no the, the, the basketball goal is a lot of fun and um you know we, we mentioned we have the, the kegerator and it's nice and sometimes an afternoon it's been a long day to have a a beer and sit at your desk for another, you know, hour and, and knock some stuff out. And, um, you know, get a little putting green stuff in there. And a lot of that stuff is just stuff we do. And I'm on the phone too. I'm just kind of walking around trying to, I weirdly focus better by distracting myself. I don't know how, how that works, but just walking around and, uh, doing that kind of stuff really, really helps me. But, uh, as far as the, you know, the company is concerned, I think it's fun. It's fun to have fun, um, and keep people engaged. And so I think that's why we've been able to, to retain people. And then obviously as you continue to grow, it's a, a really good way to attract people. I mean, people seem to walk into that, that office and they're like kind of taking it back. It's pretty unusual. It's a, it's a pretty cool space. And, um, it's always, you know, really cool from my standpoint to get that reaction when people walk in for the first time and they're like, Whoa, this is pretty cool that you guys work here. This is a, this is an office where people
1: do work. Like, believe it or not, we do, we do, <laughs> we, we make money here. Yeah. It happens. Um, so you, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the, the sick red Honda Accord and, you know, I think a lot of businesses were actually just talking to one a minute ago and a lot of entrepreneurs get lucky, right? They might have a product that just goes, hits the moon and they're amazing. Well, guess what? The next opportunity fails and the next, you know, business they want to run fails. You know, recruiting is not something that you can continue to have your A plus talent readily available. You have to make sure that it's a fit for the client and the candidate. Mm-hmm you know, that's really difficult. So how do, how does your business really focus on the relationship more to be able to not only be a resource for the client, but also be a resource for the candidate. And that's something that you have to do on a consistent basis. This isn't something that, you know, we're up, oh, we got here up oh, next step, next step, next step. Like literally it's almost like starting from scratch every single day, but how have you kind of re use that relationship to, to make your job easier? Um, yeah, it first of all, yes, it definitely can be a grind.
0: I mean, you know, it not only do you feel like you're starting over quite often, some a lot of times you're starting over on the same dang search you thought you'd just filled. <laughs> yeah. I've got two examples of that yeah. this week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely that that element's never going to go away, but I, I you know, I think it's just tr- I hate to say it again, but it goes back to that be enjoyable piece, and that's that's a two-way street. It's not just for the clients. Uh that's for the candidates as well. Um, you know, we, we can't forget that that's not only can be a nerve-wracking experience for candidates but at the fundamentally they're making a huge life decision uh in many cases a fundamental family decision to move from uh you know like Ohio to to Charlotte I mean it's a to monstrous life event um and so yeah you know, I think making sure that you're maintaining really good relationships with these people and and it, listen it doesn't work out more often than it does so it's really important that you're treating everybody well treating everybody with respect and being super kind and understanding, even if it means they're not giving you the, <laughs> the answers you want or uh, making the decision that you wish they made, you just never know. Uh, you know, We're in this for the long haul, and you never know when these things are going to come back around. And it being in business for five years now and making sure that we always treat everybody uh, the right way, we're already seeing that, that come back around. And you have people that, oh, yeah, that's right. We talked two years ago, and nothing much came of it. But you know, uh, Bob's situation has changed now. and he remembered that we had had a great conversation, and that we were very you know, cordial and professional. And um, you know, when he came time to look for another opportunity, he wanted to pick up the phone and call us immediately. And those things are great to hear um, when you hear it, when you hear it, when they do happen. Um, and then it, you know, on the candidate side as well, uh, we work with this company. They're fantastic. They're called the Dunstan Group. Um, <laughs> we we use some of their gear. Sweet. To, <laughs> uh, Simple to, plug. Yeah, to send out um, you know uh, kind of caretaker care gift boxes uh to any candidates that we place. so when they're starting at whatever that new venture is um you know they'll get that probably within the first three or four days they get there and it's you know got some kind of cool swag in it and i think that's a that's a good touch and it's not only good for you know the candidates kind of feel welcome but i think it's also you know kind of free marketing around the office to whatever the client that is as well um and i'm sure you know Joe Schmo in that cube next door has been like, hey,
1: what's, what's that all about? Where'd you get that from? And My so, recruiting company didn't send me
0: anything. <laughs>
2: Conversation starter, man. Um, yeah, exactly. So
1: I want to learn about the, this is actually more about advice for people that might be in a job they don't like, uh, whether that this is industry specific or not. Um, you know, I think this is the time right now. If you're in a job you hate, leave, quit today. Mm-hmm. Contact Reed. He'll help you out right now, especially if you're an engineer. Well, first of all, um, first of all, I, I wouldn't do that. That would be part of my advice. <laughs>
2: <Don't>, <laughs> Actually, you're right. Don't quit. Wait Call Reed. Yeah. Call Reed. Then you can quit.
1: <laughs> have a better ignore, plan than that. Ignore. But but what would be your advice for people now? Like, if you wanted to go get a new job, like it, there, it is it is a world where everything is digital. You have LinkedIn. You have people mm-hmm. doing research and reaching out to people on a consistent basis. Right now, the the job market is fierce. I mean, the unemployment rate, I'm sure, for engineers is zero percent. You're going out and finding the best talent that already have jobs to find find them the next ones. Like, what is your advice for people to stand out in an, an environment that's crazy, to be honest? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, how to
0: stand out is, is definitely a difficult one. Um, what, I, what I can say in terms of the market right now is that I do agree if, uh, if you're looking to make a change, now is a very good time to do it. Uh, it's what we call an employee-driven market. There are way more open positions than there are people uh, that are qualified uh to fill them especially when it comes to a lot of these engineering roles so yeah if you're if you're out there listening and just kind of hating your day-to-day life then I would start looking before you quit and find something yes. but but Don't now quit. is absolutely a uh, strike while the iron's hot time um from that that employee side uh and you know in order in order to stand out that that's a tough one um you know a lot of that stems from I guess the standout part is a lot of the reason that we exist. Um, you know, I talk to candidates all the time and I don't really have a good answer for them on how to stand out in terms of using a lot of the digital platforms like going on to, you know, whatever various job website and applying. You can't stand out, really. Uh, you have to kind of either network through people that you know or, um, you know, reach out to a company like ours and we can open uh, potentially some doors as well and uh, and paint you in a really, you know, whatever the most positive light you could be painted in I no, who, who you are that. i don't know yeah. um no but in all seriousness I, we talk about it a lot if you apply online you just don't know who's checking that posting what if they know what they're looking for um and really if it's being checked at all it's kind of a can be a proverbial black hole and so i think um you know it, it, just general advice that i could give would be don't rely on that um rely on on either recruiting companies or rely on personal relationships or even just reach out directly to people uh, in the right position to potentially help you out and make you know kind of old school contacts. I mean, obviously, the days of you know knocking on somebody's door with resume in hand are not really <laughs> here anymore. But um, I think the daily, the the modern equivalent of that would be finding somebody on a LinkedIn and um, you know kind of making a connection, uh, you know, through your network and and just reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I've been doing some research on your company and. There's a lot that really interests me here or, hey, I saw that, uh, that you guys are looking to fill this role and feel like I may be a really good fit. I couldn't go ahead and apply online, but I just wanted to kind of introduce myself as well. Uh, just, just little things like that that are going to be beyond just kind of you know, hoping and praying uh, that somebody sees y- your application, um, again, because you just don't know if it's being checked and who's looking for it. So uh, I don't know if that exactly answers your question on how to stand out necessarily, but I would say um, you can stand out by being a little bit more proactive.
1: Yeah. So contact Reed. He's going to make you stand out. Bottom line. I mean, that's the answer right there. And that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you got the goods, um, yeah, if you got out. the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you got the goods, contact Reed. He'll make you, he'll make you look amazing. Um, so you are a Charlotte native. You've been here. You obviously love Charlotte. You're a huge Panthers fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte means a lot to you. And, and also, you know, you're a type of guy and, and being a good friend, you always have a sense of humor. You're a great guy to be around, but ultimately you also have a really good sense of, of giving back. You, you care about this community. You want to give back. Uh, I know Tyler that works with you. Um, You support, you know, not only him, but his brother and their entire organization as far as, you know, trying to elevate that, get other companies involved to help out little buddies. Is that what it's called? Uh, Best buddies. Best buddies. Best buddies. Excuse me. Um, So tell me, like, where does that drive and and explain how, you know, having fun and giving back, uh, what that means to you, not only for a personal standpoint, but also for the business?
0: Um, Yeah. You know, I just think that in general, it's important to be tied into your community. Like you said, I've been here since... uh, I was 50s uh, since I was 2 I was born in the born in the ATL actually but, uh, oh, but pretty much all, oh. all my life I've been here and um you know like we've kind of discussed this community that we've, we that I care a lot about and um most of the people that that we know care a lot about it I mean it's uh, it's an awesome place to be and you know I think giving back to to organizations like Best Buddies um is you know just a great opportunity to to help and elevate others and so it's something that we always want to keep in mind, find different ways to do just
2: that. I'm curious, as you've grown your business and went out and started your own company, um, mm-hmm. do you still recruit? And are you finding your days to become more reactive and getting away from what the motive was to start your own company, like in regards to like managing people and all the things that come along with owning a business? It's not just selling anymore, you know?
0: uh yeah no, I mean you definitely i i'm in the it's like you read my mind man i'm in the <laughs> middle of battling this stuff like as we speak uh because I actually enjoy you know uh, the the recruiting piece of it and and working with clients and and finding candidates and uh making those matches and you know changing people's lives uh but yeah, I mean you know as you have more and more that's kind of put on your plate um your attention gets drawn out more thinly across a lot of different uh parts of the business for sure as i'm sure you can attest to scott yes um which is probably exactly why you're asking that question <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i want to hear your response on <laughs> yeah. because yeah is this I'm,
0: same I'm, shit that's happening to I'm, me <laughs> Well, here?
2: with what happens is you get away from like your passion and your motive uh to to start it anyway mm-hmm. um not that i've gotten away from that but like you become more reactive in your days and i've been actively growing the team to help me get back to mm-hmm. what i really enjoy and that's building business and driving relationships and Bringing uh, opportunity into the door for the rest of the team—that's yeah. what I really enjoy. Uh, and I'll be honest—I mean, not every part of the business I really enjoy, right? Like paying bills and all the things, you know. But I won't get stop. into all that. So I'm just curious your <laughs> your opinion on that. No, I mean, it's not,
0: you know, it's it's interesting. It sounds like there's a lot of similarities between what I'm going through and, and what you are, because I, uh, other than it sounds like you might be one step ahead of me, because. I'm sort of uh you know we've been in a little bit of growth mode this year and, and and it's been good but it's also pulled me away from being more involved in the some of that day-to-day stuff that that I enjoy and so um you know I'm I'm trying to figure out a better way to balance it and be less reactive it is a great word for it because you can fall into um uh, fall into kind of a a period of just reactiveness and all of a sudden like uh, weeks gone by exactly. like, what would you say that I actually did this week like I know I did stuff and I was busy the whole time putting out fires yeah and so and so it's something I'm trying to learn myself uh, as the business is getting a little bit bigger and growing um, how to balance that better and, and I, something I really am going to focus on personally for 2020 um, since we're talking about it is trying to kind of segment those pieces and not deal with every little problem as it hits my desk yeah. uh, unless it's you know I guess a raging wildfire, then maybe I need to get right on it. But (laughs) just leave the brush fires to burn for a little bit, I guess, uh, and try themselves out. (laughs) That one's fine. (laughs) Just put it on somebody else's (laughs) desk. But uh, but no, in all seriousness, I think I, I probably need to do a little bit jo- better job of managing that, and it's something I, in in kind of self reflection and evaluation that I've realized as of the last kind of three four months. Something I definitely need to. It's tough. To do. It is tough, and I definitely need to find a, a way to balance that better because um, yeah, I, I like to be in the mix with the guys. I like to, you know, kind of kind of flex to to any of my employees and show them that you know I still got it. And, um,
1: <laughs> it's see. like the head basketball coach doing a reverse dunk in warm ups, like. <laughs> Y'all see that? <laughs> I remember when Del Curry drilled that shot w- with Steph. That was awesome. And then oh, his, yeah. and then his yeah,
0: mom right. did it at the All-Star Game. I do remember that. I that have was no amazing. idea. Yeah. I play a lot of basketball, actually, and I have. it is incredibly hard to shoot a basketball in a full suit, right? much less from like way beyond the NBA <laughs> yeah. mark. <I> have, yeah. <laughs> it's probably why it looked a little bit like a heave, but yeah. uh, all credit for, for, to Del Curry there because that was pretty impressive. I love it
1: um well awesome well before we close this up definitely want anybody that's listening to the podcast to like and share uh definitely follow red dynamics they do it right if you are in the uh, in the tech or the engineering space and looking for a new job or if you are on the hiring side and you're looking for the best talent in this area definitely contact reed and his team he will take care of you uh reed what is the best way for them to get in contact with you uh and, and check out and learn more about red dynamics
0: um, yeah, feel free to check out our, our website, um, you know, from the candidate perspective. Uh, there's there's some information in there about people that you could contact. Um, certainly, you can always reach out to, to me uh, directly, and I can steer you in the right direction. Uh, my, my email address is reed, R-E-E-D, at reddynamics.com. And, um, you yeah, know, from the from the client side, uh, my email address is also reed, <laughs> R-E-E-D, at reddynamics.com. Um, You know, we're always looking to expand our business and and create new relationships and um, always interested to hear other companies' stories and how we can possibly help with any strategic roles as as they're continuing to grow themselves.
1: Love it. Well, thank you, Reed, so much for uh, for joining us, man. I'm proud of you for starting the company. Congratulations on five years. I look forward to celebrating uh, many more years to come. Uh, And uh, and it's awesome to to kind of follow the journey. So until next time, thank you so much, Reed, for uh, joining us on the Brand Builders podcast.
0: Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a blast. Thank you, Reed. You've been listening to the Brand Builders podcast brought to you by the Dunstan Group with
2: your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.